we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. Woo! Glad to be in church. Six of you right now. Come on. Thank you, team. Such a powerful song. I'm grateful he woke me up. You grateful he woke you up? I'm not talking just so you got here on time this morning. (laughs) He woke me up from a dead man's walk. Super emotional already. Can a pastor cry in church? Yeah, he better. He woke me up. I pray that message comes alive to you this morning. Thank you so much, team. I'm so humbled at what God's doing in our church. Our church isn't special. There's nothing special about this. We just ask for a supernatural God to come and move. And he touches our church. And so I'm so amazed at that beautiful, beautiful song. I entitled this message this morning. I thought long and hard about what I was going to title it. And uh, I thought super long um, to try to come up with something super catchy for Easter Sunday morning. And uh, that didn't work. I titled this message, It Is Finished. It is finished. It is finished. I'm going to read Matthew 28, 1 through 10. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up. Did you bring your Bibles to church this morning? You love your word. The word is good. It's your sword. It's your sword. That's how you fight your battles, with the word. Let me tell you something. You've been coming to this church. You've been coming for a little while. I pray that you get five minutes of the word in your life every day. Just get it. Just open it up. You don't know where to start? Begin in the book of John. Just start in the book of John. Just read about Jesus. Okay? Read the word. It'll help you fight your battles. Matthew 28. Every gospel account and Luke share this story, but I just loved how this translation read for where we're going today, Matthew 28, 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb, the tomb where Jesus was buried. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. (laughs) His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, though. Haha, <laughs> best word. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Just as he said. Catch that. Jesus talked about this happening the entire time he was on earth. Just as he said, it happened. Come, 
and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, this is awesome. Scripture's just incredible. Suddenly, Jesus met him. And this translation says, Jesus says, greetings. Anybody else, like, envision Jesus in a white robe with sandals, because that's what we all think, like, right? Like, and, you know, and he was just like, greetings. Like, like, he could have said anything. <laughs> greetings. It's awesome. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. They clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a checklist kind of guy. I, I like to have my ducks in order. Many of you know me, you know this about me, that, that, that I, I feel a sense of accomplishment when I, when I look at my checklist and I, and I see everything that I had to do for the day and I, I feel good. Anybody else a checklist person? Let's just have a moment of counseling here for all of us. I like that feeling and I, and I feel like I actually did something of value. I felt like I didn't waste the day and I, I just enjoy doing that. You know, early on in Rachel and I's marriage, like early on, you know, when you get married, you, you, you realize a lot of things about a person. You know, I always say this, just a little side note. I say God's got a sense of humor, right? He puts a man and a woman together in marriage. Like, like that, is, that is like, it's like, yo, I got married, and I was like looking forward to, to being with her and spending time together with her and like roses and rainbows, and then we got together, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, this is how this works? Like, I, she's a blessing. She was saying that more over me, let's be honest. But I, I remember early on in our marriage, you know, you get married and you start to realize things about the other person. And Rachel realized a lot of things about me. Bless her. But as I'm a checklist guy, I get consumed with my checklist. And there was one specific moment where I, I do remember this. We, we, were, we were ready to go out. We, we decided we were going to go on a date. Hello, if you're married, date your spouse. Let me say that again. Date your spouse. And if you are dating and not married, don't date some scumbag. If he doesn't have a job, break up with him. If he does not have a job, break up with him. Okay? I remember we were ready to go, and Rachel got all ready, and she went out to the car, and my checklist came to mind. I got a vacuum. And if you know me, you know this is a true story. I got a vacuum. I, I can't leave the house. I got a vacuum. And I began getting hives and like, and I was like, okay, she will wait for a few moments. And she was in the car. And what was I doing? Vacuuming. I remember coming down to the car, smile like, hey, babe. And she's just like, what were you doing? I said, I was completing my checklist. She said, boy, she did not say babe. She said, boy, you're going to learn. You are going to learn. This is not going to keep happening. But I, it does, it does. 
I feel like if I didn't accomplish that, if I didn't get it done, I would be missing something. I feel like I, 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 I was going to be, be, be left with something unsettled. I needed to step out of the place of that moment that was controlling me, honestly. It was controlling me. And I needed to step into a place that was going to create something for me. Yes, it was my marriage, and yes, in marriage we need to keep creating beauty and growth. And in that moment, I was missing out because I was being controlled by the fear that I, I still needed to accomplish something. I still needed to do something on my own power. I still needed to do something on my own might. I still needed to do what JP needed to do. And I was missing out on a beautiful moment. You think that dinner we talked about some beautiful things? We talked about, yo, you better break that habit of vacuuming. I missed out on a growth opportunity. And, and some of you today in this room, and let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. All of us in this room today are stuck sometimes. Some of you in this room are really stuck, and that's okay. You're in the right place. But we get stuck by things that we think need to control us. We, we, we get stuck by, by wondering, how are we going to get out of this rut? Or, or better yet, how are we going to break this addiction? Like, I can break the addiction by just doing my checklist. I can, I can break the bondage by, by saying a bunch of positive thoughts. Or if maybe I go talk to this person, they're going to read some cards for me. They'll tell me what my life's going to be like. Hello, I'm preaching this morning. But, like, we get stuck in this rut of, like, I can complete it. I can finish. Like, I, like I don't ever say to my wife, and in this, she knows this, I don't ever say, you complete me. You know, what's that movie from? Jerry Maguire, you complete me. No, she doesn't. And I don't to her. She compliments me. And I compliment her. Ain't nobody going to complete you in this life. Ain't nobody going to help you finish what you think is undone. It's only Jesus Christ that's going to complete you. It's only by his grace that he's going to make you whole. It's nobody else. It's nothing else. And some of you here today are in this rut saying, I still need to finish it. Can I tell you something? Good news, church, today. Hallelujah. Bless his name. It's done. It's finished. And guess what? If you haven't received that here this morning, you're going to by the end. It's awesome. We've been praying all week. You're going to receive the greatest thing, and that is your life is going to be set free. You no longer have to finish anything in your life. You can be set free because guess what? That tomb and that stone, boom, rolled away. Rolled away. And in that moment, in the moment of Jesus rolling away the stone, we have access to grace. We have access to mercy. We have access to freedom. We have access to joy, unspeakable joy. Even when it's the worst day possible, we still can have joy, 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 joy down deep in my heart. Wow, I shouldn't have six cups of coffee today. That moment changed everything. In that moment, it was finished. Sickness bows. Bondage bows. Addictions bow. Fear of identity bows. All because of one man. Perfect. God in him flesh came. And in that moment, I think creation, all of creation looked around and said, it's done. We can rest now. It's done. The God that created us has now saved us. It's finished. The God that, that created everything, guys, he came and he finished the deed. It's done. And so 
you know, you know, let me say this too, because it's awesome. You know, I, I don't often, um, how do I say this? Like, I, 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 not often does things come to mind that I learned in Bible college. Okay. <laughs> it's really bad to say. <laughs> like, like full transparency. <laughs> and in reality, like, yes, yes, but I was thinking like, because I was having a conversation with them, and they're like, how do you know that Jesus like actually came? Like, how do you believe all this stuff? And the cliche answer, right, for church folks is faith, which is a good answer. It's the right answer. Don't get me wrong. It's the, it's the right, you with me this morning? It's the right answer. But then the Lord just, like, this is just a side note, because in case you're battling with, like, how can you really prove that this dude Jesus came and that the stone rolled away? Guess what? It's the craziest thing, and it's the truth. The entire calendar of the world, including Russia, Recently, pops like Turkey and Russia recently, like just got on board and said, hey, there's a B.C. before Christ. And then there's an A.D. that recognizes that it's in the year of our Lord. In that moment, they realized the world recognized, the world recognized that that stone was rolled away. Whether you believe it or not, the world believes that there was a man named Jesus that came to this earth that died and said, it is finished. There is no longer B.C. There is no longer before Christ. It is now after Christ. And it is in the year of our Lord that we get to walk. Is this encouraging, y'all? It's finished. The world sees it. What are we missing? It's done. And so I, I read this story, and a bunch of thoughts flood my mind and heart and spirit. I, I encourage you. Don't just read the resurrection story on Easter Sunday morning. Yo, if you need to stir your faith, read it every day. This is the backbone of our faith. This is what we hold on to. Get it in your heart. And I was reading, and I said to Rach, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know how to bring a fresh idea or a fresh message. And she's so kind and gracious. She said, just, just, just share the story. Just share the story. So I'm going to share the story with y'all, just to show us and remind us that it's finished from Scripture. Amen? Can we, can we do this? You like the person you're sitting next to? Good. Some of them are like, I don't even know them. Well, you like them. We're in church. This is a loving church. I read this story, and I see the first thing that, 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 that we can't miss is that in this moment, right at the beginning, I believe something, that death cheered. Death cheered. You know, uh, these the, recently, if you are not a sports fan, the NCAA tournament happened, basketball. And it was Auburn and Virginia, correct? And I, and I was taking a little break from Instagram. I came back on, and I saw a video, and it was like I was dying. I was like... There's sometimes Rachel will find me on the couch. I'm just talking to you guys as family. You guys are getting invited into our home a lot today. Welcome. I was sitting on the couch, and I just began laughing. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. She's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, this. And she's like, whatever. And I was like, no, you got to watch this. And it was this video of, of, of Auburn versus Virginia. And Auburn had just made it this far. It was a really cool accomplishment. But, but it was a really close game, right? It was a very, very tight game all the way up until the last second. 
And it was this video, and maybe you saw it, it was this video of the game was not over yet, but this guy was on the street, and he was filming down where Auburn's at, all of these bars and all these restaurants, and the doors swinging wide open, and people running out onto the streets cheering from Auburn. Like, losing their minds, like, hugging each other, like, 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 like when the Cubs won the World Series, that's what it looked like. I was like, these people, this is amazing, this is awesome. They're, like, hugging, high-fiving everybody. We just won. What they didn't realize was there's still some time on the clock. And guess what? Auburn didn't win. <laughs> that's why I was laughing. I was like, this is hysterical. These people are crazy. They missed the end of the game. Why? Because they thought they had won. This is what death, this is what Satan was doing. He was like, yo, we got it. Even in this last moment when I knew I wasn't going to win, maybe just for a second, I believe this, the evil one was like, we won. Death cheered. These women show up to the tomb to embalm Jesus and to do the right rituals of taking care of a dead man's body. And these women had walked with Jesus. Eric shared with us. These women knew who Jesus were. They were in love with Jesus. They had faith to believe Jesus. And they showed up. And I believe that their posture showing up was not remembering what Jesus had told them, but it was a posture of like, this is it. Death won. Let's go take care of them. Like they, they thought, the end of the story. And they show up. Ready. They were convinced. They were convinced, but death's plan was to execute a person. But that person was there to execute God's plan. Death cheered. Death screamed. Death thought, it's done. We won. We won. We won. We won. Guys, 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 we won. Well, let's rush the streets. But time wasn't over yet. Time wasn't done. And those ladies showed up, ready to take care of him. And just imagine that scene of them walking. Just imagine that scene of them walking up and hell's rejoicing and, and Satan is cheering. And then all of a sudden, Scripture says something, that a mighty earthquake takes place. <laughs> Scripture's intentional. I love it. Ever been in an earthquake? How many people have been in an earthquake? My hand is not up. I, I've never been in an earthquake. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> They're scary, right? Uh, from what I've seen and what I've heard, like, they're not fun to be in. Like, nobody was like, yeah, I was in an earthquake. He's awesome. Like, it's really scary and it hurts a lot of people. And I was reading uh, uh, just a, a writing from scientists that are a lot smarter than me. And I was like, Google, what happens in an earthquake? <laughs> Google told me. So I believe Google. And Google says that it's, an, it's this moment where a bunch of stored up energy... Come on, I'm going to preach something in a second. Like a bunch, of a bunch of stored up energy finally comes to a head and is released. And it says that in that moment when that energy is released, a shaking occurs. A great shaking occurs below the ground that we can't imagine. Guys, I envision that. And I'm reading that. I'm like, oh, snap. The kingdom of God was like, yo, all of these words that I had spoken about prior to this moment, all of these promises that I said were going to come true, they were all just waiting, 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 waiting. And bam, an earthquake roared on the earth. And in that moment, death was put on notice that it was done. The last moment was not for them. It was for Jesus Christ. And the earth trembled with a mighty earthquake. Come on. 
Guys, if that doesn't get you excited, woo, I don't know what will. Well, there's more to the story. The earthquake announced the evidence. An earthquake announced the evidence of what was happening. It fulfilled over 350 prophecies that were foretold before Jesus came. Woo! And I believe in that moment those women just stood like, what the, what just happened? What in the world? Like the ground just trembled, all the energy of heaven just poured out. And then it was amazing. The stone surrendered. An earthquake roared and then a stone that, that the, the Roman Empire thought, this is a big enough stone. <laughs> we'll put our seal on it. We'll, we'll make sure we'll put guards there. And nobody's getting out of this tomb. No, nobody. This, this stone's big. Like, like, like just the, uh, theologians just say how big. It's, like, it's not this like little rock. They just threw it in front of the, the doorway. Like, you ever wedge something under a door to make sure people can't get out? They didn't do that. They put a massive boulder in front of this grave. But the moment that earthquake roared, the stone surrendered. The rocks, the rock that the world thought was going to hold the king was the one that the king created and wasn't going to hold him. And it rolled away. It rolled away. And in that moment, it was finished. And I was reading this, and I hope this is encouraging. Is this encouraging this morning? In this moment, I was reading, and it, it kind of hit me. Kind of. I got to stop. It hit me. Like it was, oh, you ever, get, you ever get an uppercut from the Lord? Never mind. That's bad theology. Just, but this is how he speaks to JP. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, yeah, wow. And it hit me, and this is just, I want to teach this for a moment. The stone represents so many things in my life and maybe in yours. That stone represents maybe that moment you lost that loved one. And you waited for God to heal them, and they didn't get healed here on this earth, but they're alive in heaven. Maybe the stone represents your broken marriage that you tried so hard to fight for and to, to make happen, and, and you didn't see it, it didn't see through, and it's broken, and it's divorced now. Maybe the, maybe the stone is a fence, a word that was spoken over your life that no one should have ever said to you. But it was said because people are human and people are going to be people. Hello? If the Christian church could get that and understand that, we'd be a lot better. But, but the stone is a fence. Like, yo, why did they say that to me? And it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, and that's what you live by still to this day. The stone can represent that moment when you were hurt in that bedroom when nobody, I'm pre, when nobody saw it happening, but Jesus saw it. The stone could represent the barrier in your life that's keeping you from walking out, that stone in this moment for you, for me, was surrendered and rolled away. So guess what happens? I'm offended. I'm hurt. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I was, I was dead. this to me, that to me. Guess what happens when you know Jesus Christ overcame the grave? You say, stone, move out my way. I got a destiny to walk in. I got a future to walk in. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans for a hope and a future. At this stage was longer. I'd walk all the way out of there. Because the stone surrendered. The thing holding you back from your life, it can be surrendered today by recognizing Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's just encouraging. The stone, man, it couldn't stop him. 
couldn't stop them. Satan couldn't stop them. The religious leaders couldn't stop them. The mockery and the hate couldn't stop them. The spitting and the jealousy couldn't stop them. The climb up the hill couldn't stop them. The cross couldn't stop them. The tomb that was sealed with the Roman Empire that was the empire couldn't stop them. Sin, your sin, your mistakes, your failures, your moments of weakness could not stop Jesus from walking out of that tomb because the stone surrendered in Jesus' name to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, to the creator of this universe because his grace is that sufficient. His mercy is that good. That stone surrendered to Jesus in that moment. And you know what's amazing? You know what's beautiful? Can you bring me that chair? Stone. Angel. <laughs> Jokes really bad. Theology. People are like, I'm leaving this church. He's a nutcase. Stone surrendered. But heaven is so committed to you. Heaven is so committed to you that it just didn't roll away. It says that the angel sat on it. I think the angels just did one of these. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the tomb that you thought Jesus was sitting in. He ain't here. That stone's rolled away. And I'm chilling. Heaven's throwing a party. Like, this is what's happening. Like, like that's, that's, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Like, like, the stone rolled, and then the angel sat on it. Like, like I envisioned the, that, that heaven was like, hey, the thing that you thought was going to hold the mighty king down is now his resting place. It's what he's going to sit on. See, that thing that you think is holding you back, the thing that you think you can't get past, let Jesus take it rolled away and let him sit on it. You just got to walk through the grave door. You just got to keep walking. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. Just keep walking because he's opened the door and he's sitting on that thing that is overcoming you. He has overcome it for you. Man. Wow, service, my wife. I'm so sorry, guys. I've been battling sickness. Look, look at, can we just, the woman of the house. You can talk about your wife like that? Yeah, she's amazing. She runs this church, I'm telling you right now. She, she keeps this thing going. She prays for me, which in return helps you. sat on the stone, right? I'm having fun. This is so good. This is what church should be like. He sat on the stone, and in that moment, death was silenced. And I believe in that moment, fear bowed at God's fulfillment of promise. See, like, it's one thing that he rolled away the stone, but then it's like, yo, all your fear, all your anxiety, all your depression, all this stuff that Satan would want you to think that you have, bows in this moment. Verse 5. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you, have, you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Imagine this scene real quick, like an earthquake, stone rolled away, angel that was super bright sitting there on the stone. Like who else would be freaked out? Let's have an honest moment. The rest of you all are superheroes. Like, I would be like, okay, great, going the other way. Like, what just happened? 
But I believe something in that moment. When you experience the goodness of God, when you experience breakthrough in Jesus' name, fear bows. These women, these beautiful ladies, they, they see the tomb open, and, and I believe the angels saw for a moment the fear on their face, the shock, the awe, the, the, they couldn't put it together because even in, in another gospel of, of, of Mark's account, they're walking to the tomb, and they're like, yo, how are we going to get this stone rolled away? Like, how are we going to actually get into the grave? Like, there's a stone. Like, these two women, and in the Mark's account, they're talking about this. Like, how are we going to actually do this? You know what I'm hearing? Fear. How am I going to? Fear. How is this ever going to? Fear. How am I actually going to do that thing that God's put in my heart? Fear. How, how am I going to actually accomplish? How am I going to be a good dad? Because I've had a broken home forever. I've never seen a good example of a godly man. How am I ever going to be a good father? Fear. How am I going to be a wife that is faithful and praying and a prayer warrior for my, my husband and for my kids? Because I didn't grow up in the church, Pastor. I don't know all your lingo. I don't know this stuff. Fear. Fear bowed. In this moment, though, where these ladies were like, how are we going to do this? And they showed up, and the tomb was open. Direct access. And he says, hey, come in here. Because I, I think the, the lady's face was like, what, what just happened? And he says, hey, come closer. Don't you love Jesus when he tells us, come closer? Come on, I'm pre He says, come closer. No, 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 you can't stand out there. Come inside here. Look at these clothes. They're all folded up because Jesus had OCD. These clothes are folded. The deed is done. You don't got to fear anymore, ladies, men, women. You don't got to fear anymore. Jesus overcame the grave, guys. So in that moment, I believe fear bowed at God's fulfillment of the promises that he said all throughout Scripture. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away every tear from the faces, from all faces, from all faces, every tear from all faces. Who do we believe Jesus came for? The whosoever's who would believe in him all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in salvation. Isaiah, Old Testament 25. Band, come on up. Fear bowed. Promises of heaven fulfilled. Guys, you know what this does for us? We don't stand on fear. We stand on promises. If you're standing on fear, it, the floor is going to break open one day. But if you stand on promises that are true, you stand with two feet firm, never to be shaken. Hello. Is this encouraging y'all? The band's going to come up. I'm done. Fear bowed. The tomb was empty. And Jesus says, it's finished now. What you all were waiting for, it's done. What you, what you all have been desiring for, it's done. Your checklists aren't going to amount to it. Your bank account's not going to fix it. That relationship you're in isn't going to fix it. That job that you think you need to have, it's not going to fix it. Come on, this is reality. The fear that you hold on to because it's a comfort thing isn't going to fix it. What's going to fix it is me. That's what Jesus says. 
And it says, the story continues, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. It was a different, fear. that translation of afraid is different from fear bowing, being afraid. It was, it was almost like this, like, wonder of like, whoa, right? It says that they were afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples, suddenly Jesus met them. He met him. Like he's meeting some of you right now. He met him. He didn't make him go looking for him. Wow. He didn't make them go run and try to find him, like hide and go seek. Jesus met him. And in Jesus' fashion, he says, Greetings. Like, greetings. Just a soft, hi, it's me. The guy that carried that cross up that hill, that put nails in his hand and a crown of thorns on his head. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for you. Greetings. Greetings. I'm here for you. I can take your brokenness. I can take your shame. I can take your guilt. I'm here for you. Guys, if you're believers and this doesn't floor you, I don't know whatever will. I'm here. I'm here. And, and scripture is so profound. It, it just says this, and we're going we're gonna to celebrate. It says, as he greeted them, they didn't run the other way. Guys, if Jesus is meeting you face to face, stop running the other way. Stop. They, 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 they came to him, it says. And it says, I've read this so many times, but it says that they clasped his feet. They clasped his feet and they worshiped him. Guys, it's finished. It's time to worship him. Guys, he, it, says, it says that they got on their knees and I just imagine them like just embracing Jesus. Like, oh my goodness, you did what you said you would do. You did what you said. Like you did what you said you would do for me. They grabbed him. They held on to him. I, I believe that Jesus was like, hey, like, yo, it's been like 20 minutes. Like, you got to go do what I'm telling you to do now. Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, bat the it's just in my head. I just believe that they didn't want to let go. They're like, wow, the Savior of my life is here. And it says that they grabbed his feet. They could have just put a period there, but it says they worshipped him. They worshipped him. They didn't just be like, oh, God, you're good. Fist pump. I love you on Sundays, but forget about you Mondays through Saturdays. No, they worshiped him. I believe their whole life postured themselves as a place of worship. Their heart posture changed. Their mind changed. Everything changed in that moment. It was time to worship because it was finished. Church, it's finished. It's finished. It is done. Your life has freedom. Your life has hope. Your life has purpose. Your life has grace. Your life has mercy. Your life has joy. Your life has abundance. Your life is found in Jesus' name. Can we just worship him in this place?